You got to chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. The whole offseason, you know, I approached it that uh, I'd be the starter. So um, that was just my mindset going into it. Um, I couldn't really control what happened going forward. Um, it was out of my control, but uh, that was kind of the approach I took to it and just went from there. Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Jim, do you find it interesting that Jordan Love said for the entire offseason he was mentally preparing to be the starter for the Green Bay Packers next season? Didn't Aaron Rodgers, wasn't he still the guy for at least a month? Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's... What, what, what is... If, if I say Aaron Rodgers, he was the guy for a month and a half after the Packers, or after the Super Bowl was over, what does Jordan Love have to say to that? Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. I, I kind of figured Jordan Love planned on being the second guy and Rodgers would play out one more year of his career. I'm surprised that he was able to pick make that call mm. that early. Interesting. I, I mean, I like the confidence. I think it's more a mindset thing, Matty. I think he went into every season preparing as the starter. It's a preparation as if thing. He's gonna be the you think that's what he meant? Yes, that is what I think. Oh, he meant. I thought. Okay, now that makes a little more sense. I thought he was it like does make a lot more sense right. to be the starter. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. So you shocked? Now it is interesting. Speaking of news about Aaron Rodgers' trade, was the. Um, the note that he reached, his agent reached out to the Jets and told the Jets he wanted to play for them. Huh? Nice. That was from the Sports Illustrated Albert Beer Pierce uh, that, you know, this was obviously, we'll follow his timeline that he laid out there. But that was interesting. It wasn't the Jets contacting him. It was him reaching out to the Jets saying, I want to come play for the Jets. And the Jets making it happen. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We have some Arnold Palmer controversy here. Alex we do indeed. So Mitch and Stoughton texts in with just the text strofe for the win with a screenshot that says, uh, "Does Arnold Palmer own Arnold Palmer?" And uh, essentially, they they reached a licensing agreement in two thousand one with Arnold Palmer to use his name, image, and likeness. And he had been making money on that since two thousand one. So I'm not completely wrong. He made wait, a lot of wait, money on that. But we didn't disagree with that. <laughs> We're just saying that when he is making $40 million a year after his death, as I looked up the article on it, so, uh, and we're saying that if I ordered an Arnold Palmer here at University of Ridge, he's getting nothing. Well, that's because they're going to not use the actual Arnold Palmer, right? They're going to use different lemonade and iced tea than the right. actual they're drink. they're not just going to pull out an Arizona iced tea. Right, but, like, yeah, 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 Alex, that's the point. An Arnold Palmer is a drink that he used to drink, just like an Elvis. So you could go to a restaurant, you could go to North and South or, or, or Ruth's Chris and order an Arnold Palmer. He's getting no royalties for that. Yes, he has a small deal with Arizona iced tea for the rights for Arizona iced small. tea. It is compared to the amount of money that he makes otherwise. He's designed <laughs> 300 golf courses. So my point being, yes, he makes some money off of it, but it's not anywhere close to his major revenue stream. It's for funsies. When you design 300 golf courses and you have your own brand uh, of golf uh, apparel and you're still used, at some point he was used uh, after his death in like commercials for like MasterCard and stuff like that. And, and he's had Rolex deals that they've used his name, and image, and likeness after his death. 
Those are larger brands. Arizona iced tea is nice. He and made it, we, $300 million selling that drink. $300 million. He is worth how much money? $700 million. So that's almost half. That's a low... He's worth over a billion in the article I have currently. He's still making $40 million a year. So, again, most of his money has not been made with the Arizona iced tea. You're both right. Strophe made money off Arizona iced tea. Jim, you're right. It wasn't his main cash cow. How's that, guys? Wow. Yeah, that's, happy. That's, that's I'm not arguing with Strofe on it. I'm just arguing with someone trying to gotcha. No, you didn't get me. Arnold Palmer is not rich because of Arizona iced tea. Gotcha. Mitch, Strofe for the win. Strofe that's the not win. why Arnold Palmer is rich. He's rich. Yeah, I don't think so. He is rich because he's Arnold Palmer. Because I can order 100 Arnold Palmer's here and he's gonna, not going to get a nickel. <laughs> Once again, he's been dead for seven years. He's not getting a nickel regardless. His estate's not getting a nickel. Better. I actually would go as far as this. There is more money, more Arnold Palmer's made and sold without his name and image likeness on it making money off of than he's actually getting paid for. Like, Damn you just it. go anywhere and I order agree. one, he gets nothing. So in the grand scheme of things, the amount of Arnold Palmer's that are ordered. What do you want to talk about, Matt? I want to talk about Arnold Palmer's <laughs> and why they should be free to everyone. Free for all. No. 844 Uh Jordan Love, will he have a drink named after him? What will it be? What is Jordan Love's drink? Oh, man. I don't know. What is Jordan Love's drink right now? Probably like Gatorade in a shot glass. Just seems too. He seems like a nice, tightly wound hop. When you're done in the gym, you go out on the field and throw the ball around, then you go back to the gym. Like, he's an athlete, athlete right now. Like, yeah. he's in it. Like, yes. Like, he is having like a protein bar for breakfast. And what else? Oh, yeah. I don't know. The last thing he's ever considering having, though, this uh, for the next couple of weeks, though, is probably Coors Light. Hey, I'm going to give a shout-out because I ate at uh, Buck and Honey's today. Alex, did you, did you get back at Buck and Honey's? Did you get to the office to have Buck and Honey's today I did, not? yeah. Is that why you left early? Uh, no, I, I needed to prepare for the show we're doing right now. And yeah, really it. prepared, bringing me wrong information because I got a text from uh, our good friend Tommy at Buck and Honey's. What information? Well, first of all, tell us about the great food you had. I had fish tacos yesterday when I went there with uh, my friend Brad from Ho-Chunk. What did you uh, have well, today? If, if Tommy's listening, I'm, I'm curious if I've been pronouncing the TA's hot. Is it Comey or Combi for combination? I don't know. It's a sandwich. It's Italian. It's delicious. I get it every time. I eat lunch from Buck and Honey's. Is it Combi or Comey? I thought it was Combi. I think it is, I, but I, I initially Combi. call it Comey. But uh, I, I think it is combi. I think you're right. But anyway, regardless and of the you name. you want to be our financial insider here on Rutledge and Hamlet. <laughs> what did he correct me on? Uh, he says that Arnold Palmer started the Golf Channel and uh, sold that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> what information? I never said he didn't do that. No, it's, it's more like we're splitting hairs, and I'm just having some fun with it. I'm not actually. Yeah. Otto Palmer has a nice revenue stream that we all would love to have from his deal with Arizona Ice Tea. Especially but Otto, because of his deal with Arizona. <laughs> but Otto Palmer is worth all the money he is worth, and it is part of his revenue stream, but it is tied to many other things. It also came along late in life for him, as, yeah. far, as far as all the money. The fact that Otto Palmer had $700 million in 2020, it could be easily a billion now, the estate, is remarkable because you, talk, you said it earlier, the, the purses, he was not winning money. He was not making a lot of money. Not cra- I, mean, I mean, it was good money for the time. But right, like, but not money not that would get you generational yeah. wealth. No. Uh, so good for him. Nicholas is another one. Yeah. He doesn't even have a drink name after him. 
got golf clubs, though. He does. He's got a lot of things. Yeah. When it comes to what Jordan Love's drink would be, Mitch and Stoughton chimes in with Love Potion Number 10. <laughs> so what is that? Yeah, blue yeah, Gatorade with... Uh... I think it's a mix of Gatorades. I think it's blue Gatorade <laughs> with, like, that white Arctic chiller cherry is what you do. It's the Frost Glacier Freeze with the Arctic cherry. Oh, That's man. Jordan Love's uh, Love Potion Number 10. So... <laughs> Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Aaron Rodgers said after Jordan Love was drafted, he had a couple fingers of three fingers of tequila. Yep. What would Jordan Love do in the future if they draft his replacement? Is it three fingers of Gatorade? What like what is Jordan Love's? I need to chill drink because he does feel. And again, this is not negative things. He does feel like uber athlete, where it's like I am just locked in on being an athlete. I don't have any other. You know interest. what it is? He's probably like, you know what? I'm pretty ticked off. I was going to have my uh, love potion number 10, the mixed Gatorade, but I'm I'm feeling angry. Are you eating right now? No. They drafted a quarterback. I am going to have a, a cocktail tonight. I'm having a kombucha. All I'm right, going to have right. a kombucha. There could be some alcohol in there. That's Jordan Love getting weird, I think. <laughs> so, like, he wakes up and has... Like eggs for breakfast, or it's not even... Probably just the protein shake. Just the protein shake? Yeah. And then some sort of post-workout snack after the morning workout? For sure. Uh, Protein-related snack. Yeah. And then lunch is what? Steamed chicken breast. Mmm, delicious. Mm -hmm. And then another workout pre, like later in the day workout snack sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then film room. Well, the snack is going to be ants on a log. (laughs) Jordan Love's favorite, ants on a log. And then what? Uh, what's his dinner? Uh, cod dinner. Cod, okay. Cod boil. <laughs> Ew. And then yeah, uh, <laughs> that's cod boil. <laughs> and then he wraps it up with a little kombucha. Only when the Packers draft a quarterback too soon in a in a draft, <laughs> when Jordan Love's really feeling like he's hitting his stride. Oh man, <laughs> what a life! No, I, I and that's looking to each their own. I mean. Justin Fields, uh, he's vegan, so I don't think he's going crazy either as far as his uh, his meals. So Interesting. I wonder if – now I'm kind of curious. Patrick Mahomes seems more of like the throwback quarterback where they seem like the most like the rest of us, like the linemen do too. Like wide receivers, you watch them, and you're like, that's like, that's, it's like NBA players. Like Josh Allen seems the most like quarterback like me. Right, exactly. Patrick Mahomes too. He's drinking the Coors Light. He's on the golf course. Yeah. He seems to be pretty chill. Josh Allen, but there are some robotic. Tua seems pretty robotic. Justin Fields seems pretty robotic. Kirk Cousins just seems off the deep end. I don't know if that's robotic or not. Um, Goff seems robotic. So yeah, I want. There's, I think we've Russell Wilson is clearly robotic. I think we've you know there's, a, there's Tom Brady did like that juice cleanse for like yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 quarterbacks that have a little pizzazz or flair are, are fading. Yeah. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to throw some stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Richard Hamilton, live from University Ridge. We're presented by Coors Light. Monster Blue, you know what to do? And that's Crush, a Coors Light 
He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. Let's throw some stones. The guys live in glass houses, but that's never stopped them before. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. It's time to throw some stones. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? On Rutledge and Hamilton, brought to you by Metro Kia Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, it is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. I've got questions, Jim and Matt have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Wednesday's edition of Throwing Stones. We, I just got a text from Josh DiMaggio that says, did you really miss eight consecutive swings? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I chuckled there. Yes, I did. That's true. Um, nonetheless, uh, let's start the MLB as... Visiting MLB teams that are in Milwaukee, like the Dodgers have been this week, typically stay at the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, which is uh, known to be a little bit haunted. Mookie Betts, star player for the Dodgers, decided to rent an Airbnb instead of stay in the team hotel. Matt Hamilton, is this fair or foul by Mookie Betts? This is 100% fair. I don't care if you believe that there's such thing as ghosts or not. If it is going to affect the way you sleep prior to a game the next day, you owe it to your team and everybody else in the organization to do everything you can to put out the best performance that is. And if you think that it's going to bother you that you're in a haunted, supposedly haunted hotel, you get your butt out of that hotel and into a different place that you feel more comfortable. That's what Mookie Betts did, and it worked out for him. I think that's totally fair. Now, this is, you know, obviously Matt Hamilton values his sleep very, very much. Yeah, Nap, more than most. Nap Hamilton is what we like to call him here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Um, now, Matt, I want to ask this. Just, like, do you believe it's haunted? No. There's some cool stories behind the fist there. Like, yeah, no, I believe it. Uh, the haunted part of it is it's got some merit. But to your point, if you believe it haunt, if you believe it's haunted, then it's haunted for you. So yes, yeah. Mookie Betts did the right thing. Go sleep where you want to sleep. I don't blame him. I used to joke with this all the time when we were looking for houses. I tell my wife, I'm like, if this house gives off a vibe that it's haunted, it ain't happening. Like that's I'm not. Fair. Yeah, yeah if I don't fair. like the vibe, there was a house or two, not like a haunted vibe, but like a vibe of like. If it's creepy, it's creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. So yeah, we just we're not for doing real. it. There was a it was a house that was. Uh, like a short sale because it was like a foreclosure and they kind of beaten it up a little bit. And I just said, good deal, but the, the vibes are bad in here. That's how I felt when Strofe gave me a ride home from the Badger game one day. <laughs> Got into his car. I was like, I do not like the vibe in this car. <laughs> this car just feels this like feels death. feels like it's dying. <laughs> I think you, you are being totally inappropriate. It I was, think I'm it, being fair. It was, it was the coolest car you've ever been in. I don't know no. why you're saying that. Anyway. that is, yeah, because the heat didn't work. Right. Yeah, I could roll down the window with the with the lever. Legendary yeah. pro athlete, former pro athlete, Bo Jackson revealed on the McElroy and Kubelik in the morning show earlier today that he has been suffering for the past 10 months with the hiccups, and he plans to get a procedure done at the end of the week to try to ail it. But you guys got to hear this to believe it. This is what Bo Jackson said on McElroy and Kubelik about the hiccups. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. I have done everything. It scare me. Drink water upside down. Smell the ass of a porcupine. <laughs> it doesn't work. Smell the ass of a porcupine. It sounds like fun. Uh, is 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 hiccups the worst like non life threatening annoyance that you could possibly have going on? Because I hate the hiccups. Jimmy, we'll start with you. Is there anything worse you can think of? 
Not really. They're brutal. I mean, I guess if you had like a ringing in your ear, but that's probably like a, a sign. It's called uh, tinnitus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of something worse. So, yeah, hiccups, absolute worst. I, I mean, they are disrupting. They make your stomach give you a headache. They make your stomach ache. They do a lot of nasty things. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. The people I would hate the most in this world, I wouldn't wish it on. And now the time, thing I'm trying to figure out, Matt, is you and I met Bo Jackson. It might have been around 10 months ago out at the Vibes Golf <laughs> Tournament. Well, yeah, now, so yeah. I don't know. But uh, thankfully, it's not contagious. But that sounds horrendous. The only question, how did it go 10 months? After a month, I'd be knocking down my doctor's door. A I month? don't care what it costs. Give me three days. Get this, get this away from me. Like, fix it. Take out whatever body part you got to take out to make the stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the cure to hiccups, the end-all, be-all. I always thought eating a spoonful of peanut butter did the trick for me. 13 uh, sips of water is one I often do. That being said, no, it is not the worst. Hiccups, totally controllable. You get on a sneezing fit, you can't do anything. Like, if you're driving and all of a sudden you hit a sneezing fit, you, like, have to pull over. Hiccups, you can manage. You can get through. You can live your daily life, but if you're if you have sneezing fits, you're in for a rough one. That that is the worst sneezing fits. It totally it throws your whole body off. Because if you sneeze like I do, you put everything you got into it. I'm yeah. just trying to sneeze everything that's bad in me. I'll take your out. word for it. I, I, like don't have sneeze, I don't think I've ever had a sneeze. Every time I sneeze, I don't think I've ever had a sneezing fit. I would say more. I'll have like a couple, like three or four in a row. That nasal, like the like post nasal drip cough. Where you can't like ever like clear your throat. You're trying to lay down, and it's like constantly. Uh, yeah, I, I know that one. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty annoying too. But Pick I've never had the sneezing fits you had, so I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. Dan and Stoughton chimes in with with an interesting uh, proposition. He says, "Give me the hiccups any day over a freaking twitchy eyelid," which I, I get those all the time. Not I'll all the time, but occasionally. I, I would rather have a twitchy eyelid than the hiccups, Same. personally. Same. Yeah, twitchy eyelids definitely annoying. Oh, it's super annoying. I hate when I get them. I, I and I don't really know what causes it. It's it's not like it's you know. Well, it, the question I is, I don't think that's it. Typically, though. No, it could be stress. It could be sleep. It's a couple different things. Well, the other no strophe isn't stressed. What like where do headaches? Fall? What, what is that supposed to mean, Matt? <laughs> what do you mean? Break it down for me, strophe. What do you think it means? Clearly not stressed about your golf game. No, golf's fun. I had fun today. Breezy did, out you, there. did you guys not have fun? Yeah, you gave us a nice breeze on this warm day. I had a blast. You know what, Jim? <laughs> Do you want to win throwing stones or not? Um, all right. Let's but wait, is on. a headache in this one? Well, because a headache could. Because I said like, because uh, migraines, it gets a little dicey. I know that's why I just say yeah. migraine. But I get what you're saying. Like if you just had like a like a low, like annoying headache. I think I would rather have hiccups than a headache. I yeah, can't same. stand headaches. Yeah. 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 I think I'm with you. I hate headaches. I'm anyway. a baby about them. Yeah. All right. Today, May 10th. Okay. National Clean Up Your Room Day, a.k.a. <laughs> National Thank Your Wife on the Radio Day, Matt Hamilton. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> no, I should. I know neither are you clean. So I well, actually, actually, actually you me. definitely don't clean. Jim, man, Jim, man. I went home on Tuesday and was like, you know what? The floors are dirty, and I just vacuumed the floors. Didn't even, wasn't even asked. I was... Okay. Legendary. Now, move, did you? No. Legendary. I even moved. Do furniture. you like Harry to qualify? I didn't even have to be asked. Oh, dude, that's how uh, anything gets done at our house. If you want me to do it, you have to ask me to do it. This was like one of the first times. Now, did you pat yourself on the back too? Oh my! I it? almost threw out my shoulder patting now, myself. How did she on the take back. that? Loved it. 
Oh yeah. She was okay. just thrilled that it was clean. She's like, I don't care if you want to pretend to be super proud that you did something that everybody does all the time, but you need to like this to psych yourself up to do it. Like, do it. She was just leaning into it because she's like, hey, if it gets him to vacuum more often, I'll let him say he's the greatest husband in the world because he vacuumed the house for the first time maybe ever. <laughs> now, my my wife does the like because like, it's funny. You said I did something. The floors were dirty, and she and you vacuumed the floors. So my wife would notice the floors are dirty. We have hardwood floors. She cleans the floor. Like my wife is a very clean person, so she does like deep cleaning. It's like I I need to move the appliances so she can clean behind them. I vacuum. I pick up the dog poop. I what else do I do? It's a few chores. Dishes. Keep the kitchen clean. Wipe down the appliances. Uh, and that's a that's about it for my regular chores. So I would not say I'm above and beyond. I'll make up the beds for the kids. Oh yeah, I change all the sheets in the house. So like I got some things I'm asked to do, but my wife handles probably about 85% of all the important things that are done at the house as far as keeping it clean. Last one for you, fellas. Two-part question for you. You touched briefly on the Bucks getting uh, permission to interview Golden State Associate Head Coach Kenny Atkinson, uh, as well as interviewing their current assistant, Charles Lee, and former, uh, I almost said Bobcats, former Hornets head coach, Kenny Borrego. Um, so I want your reaction to that, A. And B, J.J. Redick, who currently works for ESPN, is interviewing with the Toronto Raptors for a head coaching gig. Jim, take this whichever direction you want. Your reaction to all that. I don't want J.J. Redick with the Bucks. J.J. Redick could be a really good head basketball coach. He's really smart. If you hear his podcast, he's really knowledgeable about basketball. Ty Lue is a really good coach in the NBA. He's won a title. He's a former NBA player. Steve Nash had some success. Uh, Larry Bird had some success. I'm sure Doc Rivers is on his way, one win away from the NBA Finals, has won a title already. So there are plenty of guys who have been players who are really good coaches, and J.J. could fall right in that category. I don't want it for the Bucks. Steve Kerr, obviously, yep, another one. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, I would love. For the Milwaukee Bucks, he uh, was a coach in Brooklyn. He coached under Budenholzer. He coached under Mark D'Antoni. Now he's coached under Coach Kerr. And the last guy to coach under Coach Kerr was Mike Brown, who was a coach of the, the, the Cavs. got let go because LeBron didn't want him there anymore. He goes to Golden State, learns under Kerr, goes to Sacramento, and Sacramento was just the three seed. And I know they lost to Golden State, but he took that Sacramento team from the dregs of the league to a three seed out west. So Kenny Atkins is a guy that I think would be great for the Bucks. Yeah, um, I'm intrigued by I don't know enough about uh, Giannis, some of these coaches from what Giannis, you're telling me. Uh, Kenny Atkins seems like the guy. Atkinson. Uh, Giannis, Atkinson. Uh, I am not into Redick. He, he was like the first version of uh, Grayson Allen. As far as a Dude, Duke guy so, that I did not I know, love but Grayson Allen is not even like a tenth okay, of the player J.J. Redick right. was. Redick okay. was not nearly as dirty as Allen either. But also, yeah, was wasn't was Redick a national player of the year? Uh, yeah, yeah Redick is just amazing. One of, it was mostly because you, you hate on greatness, and that was the years that Duke was just one of those teams that was like a perennial Final Four team, and Redick was the reason. So I, I, I'm not a big Redick fan, so I don't want Redick in, in Milwaukee, but I'd be fine with Atkinson. All right. Well, I, I think JJ Redick in Toronto could be fun. Yes, yes absolutely. All right. Now we got a crown of winner. Good addition today, fellas. Nice work by both of you. No offense to either. I'm going to take offense if I lose this. Well, you should because Jim Rutledge, Ugh. our winner today of Throwing yeah. Stones. I'm going golfing, Jim. See ya.
Good job. You act like that's not what you normally just do in the middle of the show. Jim, you know what's wild? It's that. And you may or did he just take the headset off? He did. Uh, yeah. he, Where do you have to go? He's what are you golfing doing? more tonight. He has golf league tonight. He golfed 18 this before the show. Be, this he's was golfing your chance, nine after. Uh, to be excited, and it, you're just you're. He's turning to Tarek Sala on remote. Is what is happening. He's he eating had, during the show. Yeah, and denying it. Right, and then takes his headset off. He's waving at people. You want to go say hi to one of your friends here? Is that what's going on? I, your I have so many friends here. You, right yeah, because yeah. he has a golf league later on. Yeah, and so now he wants cool. to go off to that. You go do that. I want to thank my friends at Canopy Wealth Management. Canopy-wealth.com is the website. Care, competence, and clarity is what they bring you. As an independent, fee-based firm specialized in customized investment portfolio management, tax-aware wealth planning, and personalized client service, they are your guide on your financial journey. From accumulation to distribution, because you deserve more than a run-of-the-mill experience. Go to Canopy-wealth.com to learn more. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. How not to endear yourself to a fan base, whether it is Wisconsin fans, Michigan fans, or just college basketball fans in general. Former Michigan star Hunter Dickinson implied that an increase in his NIL earnings played a role in his decisions to transfer to Kansas. The people hated on me right now would leave their job for a $10,000 increase. I got less than six figures at Michigan for the year. Oh, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> this is Relish and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. It's very short-sighted because, honestly, if you just like left a job you liked for $10,000 one year, because this is a one-year thing for Hunter, and then he's done. Like that's actually a pretty poor decision. Right. Like, if you're happy, ten thousand dollars can be made up over time. Like, it, it, I, I get it, but like, and then the latter part is worse. I wasn't even making six figures. It wasn't that long ago that players weren't making anything, and I'm not saying you shouldn't make your money, but it's never a good look to just sniff to just be like, I wasn't even making six figures at Michigan. Like right. somehow we're supposed to feel bad for you. Yeah, that is. Uh... That's funny. A lot of people would be willing to make in a year's worth of time, let alone a football season's worth of time. Or basketball season. Or basketball season, yeah. He's a center, like snapper, right? <laughs> Yikes. I was so confused the other day when they're like, breaking news, this center transfer. I was like, who cares? He just snaps the ball to the quarterback. Why is this breaking news? Uh, oh, my God. How Football's does this on do the a brain sports right now? show? Football's on my brain. I'm just thinking about Packers. I'm thinking about Fickle and the Badgers and how good they're going to be. Jordan Love developing in his fourth year as the quarterback for the Packers. Just exciting stuff. Football's on the mind. Oh, God. Now that the Bucks are out. And who uh, who's the Bucks star player? Giannis. Atetokempo. And who is their leading candidate maybe in the clubhouse for a head coach job? Uh, Atkinson. There you go. Giannis, that's a good uh, We probably don't have clean audio of him calling him Kenny Atkins. He does not own a diet. It's Kenny Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> you throw on fact. Arnold Atkins makes a boatload of money off the Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> Tons um, of money. Huge. Huge. Huge money. Oh, man. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We are talking some Packers, talking some Bucks. 
obviously it's that time of year where there's just not a ton going on right now. But as the uh, Packers kind of progress here through their offseason stuff and the rookies are coming up, and you said that this Packers wide receiver room is like ideal maybe Young with Packers. And cheap. Now, we don't know if, how good it is. We don't know what the ceiling is for Watson. We don't know what the ceiling is for Dobbs. I think we feel comfortable saying the ceiling for Watson is higher than the ceiling for Dobbs. We have no idea what Jalen Reed will be. It's, I mean, that goes for anyone, but an undersized receiver is a risk, but he is a very dynamic player, so that's a big question mark. And we don't know what – I mean, Torre, he might be a, a guy, like a successful seventh-round pick, but that means a guy who always makes rosters. It's not a star. And who am I missing as far as past receivers besides that? Am I missing someone obvious, or is that it? Watkins, Dobbs, Reed, Torre. That's it. And then some other, another youngster. That's it. It's still light. Yeah. It's still not doing Jordan Love any favors. Well, he, I'm starting to have second thoughts on this now. So if they bring in a veteran, say they had a veteran there, a veteran – it would depend on, like, the level of veteran. But right now, like, their guy is Jordan Love. All these guys are younger and can actually, like, actually look up to Jordan Love as someone who's been in this system and can help uh, groom them a little bit. It's just – it's nice to have a guy, like, their go-to is now going to be Jordan Love instead of uh, DeAndre Hopkins or okay when they're down whoever fourteen nothing and Jordan Love's never been in that situation and nobody but Bakhtiari or Aaron Jones been in that situation like now what do you do? I just I think the idea is they're going to develop under this Jordan Love so the chemistry that they're going to be able to have in potentially with depending on Jordan Love's play in a couple years having this. Young receiving core literally develop with Jordan Love as he develops. I think the hope is that they just can create like a chemistry that's. So going back to the point I've been saying all offseason, the Packers aren't trying to win anything. Now, if they they're not actively not trying to win, but if they roll out there with two second year, three second year wide receivers in their top five, and then you roll out two rookies. What happens if someone gets hurt? Now who's playing? Like, this is where I just don't love the plan. It didn't – look, this plan didn't work in Chicago last year. They had Mooney and then a bunch of – but they still had Equinemius St. Brown who had played at least some mm-hmm. and Byron Pringle, and they got hurt. They had to play rookies, and their quarterback was running for his life. And so I just – it does not do favors for Jordan Love. I don't like this. If they are, and it goes back to, I don't think they really are banking on the success of Jordan Love making or breaking their franchise or their plans. Their plans, because right. if if they are, or if they're it so concerned about his development, you have to provide him with something. Because you look at it, what did Jalen Hurts when he made his big jump? What did the Eagles do? They added AJ Brown, Josh Allen when he made his big jump. They added Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Chicago trying to make Fields make a jump. They added DJ Moore. Love needs to make well, a they jump. They added Claypool. Like, right. Yeah, they've been, During they've that been year. Trying right. to commit to him. I'm totally with you. They have not added to Love. It seems, Kyler Murray got DeAndre Hopkins. It almost seems to me like the Packers are building for the future, with, and, but, but they're still like, they're not convinced it's Love yet. They're like, let's build around a quarterback. And if it ends up being love, great. 
because now we already have him and we just got to restructure a deal and he's good to go. And if it doesn't, we can take another bite at the apple in the draft but still have a serviceable squad built around a quarterback. So I think they're against selling the farm at all this season in hopes that they could put together a pretty good squad around a quarterback, and if they realize they need to move on, they'll be able to bring the rookie into a pretty nicely set-up team. So I think I, I can see where they're coming from. I get where they're coming from. It's just going to be – there's going to be some growing pains this year, and we're, we're going to see how young this team is. 844-770-3776. Are the Packers doing – uh, Jordan Love wrong with this lack of proven pass catchers. I mean, look at the tight end position, too. You're rolling the young guys. I think they're doing Love wrong, but I think they're doing the franchise right. Does that, is that seem backwards? If loving Love is wrong, the Packers don't want to be right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like where your head went. But, no, I just – they are focused on the Packers in the what next What is in your hand years. right now? Shirt. Why are you doing? What are you doing with the shirt? I needed to fidget. I need. I didn't have my football in here like I normally have in the studio. I just needed to fidget. Alex, he's got a some sort of polo, an Iron Jack polo, wrapped around his hands, and he is like pulling on it, stretching it, twisting it, and his hands are covered with the shirt like he's wearing mittens. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just while he's talking, he's pulling it apart right like an like an accordion. I'm just trying to talk about what I think about Jordan Love right now, Jim. <sighs> I need you to focus here. Look at me, not my hands. Continue with your <laughs> great takes. No, I, the Packers are looking at a five-year window. What are they going to be able to do in the next five years? Jordan Love's not necessarily the guy, but if they can get a, a team in place and then find a guy after Jordan Love or if Jordan Love develops into the guy, they'll be ready to go. They're not trying to have more than a three-year window where they're not going to be like in contention. They're hoping to be in contention in the next five years, hopefully in three, and they're going to be ready to go, whether it's Jordan Love, the next rookie, or whoever. But they're going to build this team around it, and they're not going to sell the farm to get Jordan Love something right now when they're not even sure Jordan Love's going to be the guy. Forget to sell the farm. They won't buy a cow. (laughs) (laughs) They won't buy Baby's Trophy. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, they would. Everybody would. You would think? You would think. Hot, hottest calf on the market. The Adam and Madison, not in the market, though. The Adam and Madison chimes in. These rookies are also going against arguably the best cornerback in the league in Jair. That helps. Thoughts? What are we doing right now, folks? I honestly, if we're I'm being, a Packer fan, I'm freaking the, the, the frick out because <laughs> you have all rookie. It's never been successful ever in the history of NFL. Have you gone with a first-year starter with all one- or two-year pass catchers and had a successful offensive season? I don't care that AJ, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to get beat to hell back there because everyone's going to stack the box. Because Damn. How much do you really have to be concerned about the rookies? They'll make some plays, but they clearly are not interested in winning football games. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Cincinnati Bengals, 2021. Second-year starter who missed most of his rookie year due to an ACL tear in Joe Burrow. Jamar Number Chase one was a pick rookie. overall. Jamar Chase was what a rookie. What was Jamar Chase's pick? Uh, he was a first-rounder. Okay. Uh, T. Higgins, second-rounder, second-year. Right, so young pass catchers, young quarterback, and experienced quarterback made it to the Super Bowl. Joe that's, Burrow that's my played, counterpoint. Okay, that's a stupid counterpoint because Joe Burrow was viewed you said as it's one. It's never of, worked. It's worked. It, it's not the same because they had other receivers there as well. They had a tight end that was more experienced. That was it. Hunter Henry, I believe, was on that team. It's still not the same. They had veterans there. Right now, it is all youngsters, and Joe Burrow was viewed as a once-in-a-lifetime prospect, first overall pick, and lightning in a bottle. And, yes, 
nobody has said that ever about Jordan Love or really most quarterbacks. Joe Burrow was a one of one. And so not the same comp. Christian Watson, not Jamar Chase, because Jamar Chase, I believe, was a higher first-round pick. And T. Higgins was barely into the second round. So, And then you also had veterans there. So counterpoint squashed. <laughs> Simply because in no world does anyone with any sort of brain think that Jordan Love is going to arrive and be Joe Burrow. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. If you never wake up. question on the Packers doing wrong by Jordan Love by not having any veteran pass catchers on the team. Yes, not setting him up. No long-term plan. I I don't love the how he worded it. There's no great way to do it. Because here's the thing, as I, I retweeted it at Jim Rutledge, they are not implying at all they give a crap about Jordan Love's development. Because they're rolling out there with young receivers, and they didn't give him a contract that would cover his ass if these young receivers don't help him out. They literally are just saying, hey, go do what you can with this, and if we feel like you're good enough, we'll keep you. And if not, see you later because we're just going to roll with a bunch of young guys because that's what the plan is. It's saying, hey, Jordan, maybe you work, maybe you don't, but we are not going to give you a contract that shows you that we think you're the guy, nor are we going to give you receivers to think you're the guy. So we are doing you dirty, but maybe you'll make us look good because you'll be good. But if not, we're not going to do anything at all to make you feel extra special or wanted. I think that's the right play, though, because I don't think Jordan Love's the guy. Well, that's a different story. So I'm like, if the Packers also believe that, then this makes total sense, and I appreciate this move. That's what these moves, and that's what I'm getting at. That's what, that's these, what these moves these tell saying. me. Yes. They, these moves say we don't think Jordan Love's the guy. If he is the guy, great, but otherwise we are not or, doing or anything. it's telling me that we're not going to invest in, a, in you for a year to watch you to see what you've become. Like, we're not going to pay – even more than what we just did in your one-year deal to it's, see what we have in you. It's almost better for the Packers that if Jordan Love isn't the guy, that he looks immediately like he's not the guy because he doesn't have the help, so then they can use these draft picks to go get the guy. Well, they use the draft picks, save the money, save the on a veteran who's going to lead these Yeah, because if Jordan Love's receivers. on your team next year as the backup with his contract and you have a rookie starting QB, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad contract. You'll be fine, and then it's a contract you get out of it after after that. You're fine. No, no harm, no foul. So this, yeah, it's more to me. It's less about saying we don't believe in you, Jordan Love, and more about this is your prove it year. But we're not like we're not giving you everything you need to be your best. We're this is the team you need to prove it with what we have here because we can't invest a bunch of tools in you right now. Because we don't know if you're going to be the guy. You need to prove to us that you're the man. This this is what you got. It's the it's the analogy we've used before. They're just dating. They're just dating. Like they like them, um, but they're not making any commitments. They're not introducing them to the family. They're not getting things involved. They don't want to. You know, if they yeah. had like a kid of their own, they're not introducing Jordan to the kid yet. It's like, hey, let's just kind of let's just see where this goes. I mean, you got potential, but it's still really early. You got some yeah. some red flags. See, Jordan was just like, I want you to meet my friends and bring them in. And maybe sign them. And the Packers are like, no, I'm not ready to meet your friends yet. Nobody's coming into Green Bay to meet me, and no one's going to stick around. We're just going to Netflix and chill for now. Yeah, right. For, for now, it's just Netflix and chill. <laughs> it's just rookies and chill. <laughs> 
I mean, Strofe, does this say any, in 844-770-3776, does this say anything or is this reading too much into it? It's, it's just, I just saw this last year in Chicago, but at least they, but they even said like they had to see growth. And you can still see growth, but like Justin Fields grew exponentially from year one to year two. Now they don't know, they have to, can he grow from year two to year three? That's the next step for him. But Jordan Love is already in year three. And so year four. You're four, you're right. So they can't dink around and talk about year-to-year growth. They kind of have to have a big jump from Jordan Love immediately. But, again, the new contract and these rookies are kind of telling me that the Packers are saying, like, look, unless he, like, shows us he's the next Aaron Rodgers, we'll probably just move on. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're reading too much into it. Look, I, Love's their guy. He's going to be their guy for a minimum of two years, but I would anticipate it's going to be longer than minimum that. Minimum of a year. If he doesn't perform next year, they're going to draft a quarterback, and that quarterback puts Jordan Love on the clock immediately. I'm going to give you the uh, the Jordan Love sound I played earlier today because I, I, I feel that way about what you just said. Mm. I don't think so. I, I, I think he gets two years. That's what the extension told me without picking up the option. I just they're too young everywhere else, right? I, I think, and, and they know that, right? They they know they haven't set him up for success with a DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams or anybody like that, a security blanket, if you will, right? Year one is going to be strict evaluation. What is love, and, and that won't factor in. What's okay, but if you're evaluating him, <laughs> but if you're Thanks, evaluating man. him, and he, let's say it like this: let's say you're evaluating him, and he puts up numbers that Jalen hurts. Or Justin Fields put up in year two as a starter, but he doesn't have their running ability. What do you do? 17 touchdowns, six picks, just under 3,000 yards passing, 62% completion percentage. If Jordan Love and only can't throws run. six interceptions this year, I'll be thrilled. But 17 touchdowns? I mean, I wouldn't be thrilled with that, but then I'm assuming that, that but so, Aaron but Jones my question and is, Dillon got If you're theirs. the Packers, what do you do? And you won six, he's getting, five games. He's getting two years, Jim. Like I, I don't know how not, else to that, not with you. that year. He's he's getting two years. If they win, if they don't win, if they don't win more than five games, he's on the clock immediately next year. They will draft the quarterback in the first two yeah, first two rounds, and Jordan Love is on the clock. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. So with that's the not fact giving him two years. Clock, if he, he, he doesn't be a starter for no, two years, it, it, no, Matt, jump in on this. He's getting one year. If I, he sucks this year, saying. he's gone. What's Thrift saying? If we get a rookie for next year, there. Two They're going to have to compete, and yeah, Jordan Love's definitely going to start the season next year. Will the seat be warm? Will sure. he? Will he? This thing will be on fire if he's terrible this year, and they draft a the quarterback in the first round. He's think, on his way out the door. I don't think if, anybody expects him to be terrible. Okay, but right? you said it, they're giving it's, him two it's years. Much more likely, if he he's is below average. If he's, he's below average, average this year, if he's below average this year, his ass is gone. They're going to replace him. Uh, this ain't Chicago, bro. Like I don't know what to tell you. They're not going to flip the page that quick. They've they've invested so much in him already. They flipped the page. Uh, Mitch was there for four years. Fields is going to get five years. Like, you better hope they get get his ass out of there if he's not good next year. If he's below average next year, you better be hoping and praying the Green Bay Packers are drafting the quarterback and getting love out on the street. You, why would uh, yeah, you want that? I, I'm not disagreeing with that, Jim. I'm just saying. Guy's been in the league for four every, years. Everything they've shown us is he's going to get two years. They want him to build rapport with these young receivers. What about that? No the, way the does old, that tell you that. If they wanted the to give him two years, they would have picked up his option. This deal gives him an out. This deal gives him an out. Yeah, that, it's, it, it paid him less, and it gives him an option to move on. From Guarantees more. No, it doesn't. If he picked up the option, he got $20 million. Now he gets 13 He got a smaller deal than Jacoby Brissett got to be a starter of the Colts two years ago. Or, excuse me, it doesn't guarantee more, but there's more money available if he $2 million if he, if he has it's legitimate. Yeah, $2 million. That's oh. nothing. You're right. Right. That's All he has to do is be Aaron Rodgers. Deal. 
All he has to do is Baron Rodgers and gets $2 million. It, it is a pretty lofty. They it tie is, it to wins. That's t- what, an a- what a jerk move. I'm going to tie this to wins, but we're not going to try to win. But we believe in you, Jordan. We're not going to give you all the tools. <laughs> but we believe in you, buddy. They, they, hey, it's all performance, but I'm giving you nothing to perform. They definitely uh, kind of go back and forth a little bit. They want Jordan Love, and they want him to succeed, but they don't want to pay anyone to succeed around him. This is Roger Hamilton, presented by Coors Life. See ya.